If ever there was proof that you should take liberties when turning a book into a film, look no further than Robert Zemeckis' magnificent, groundbreaking and wildly enjoyable Who Framed Roger Rabbit. The differences between the book and the film begin with the title. It's based on a short novel by Gary K. Wolfe called Who Censored Roger Rabbit? You see, in the Toontown where the novel is set, to censor someone is to erase them, rub them out, kill them. But in terms of books, censor has a second meaning here. And that brings into play some of the risque aspects of the supposedly innocent setting of Wolfe's novel. All cartoons are aimed primarily at kids, right? Well, not in Wolf's world, more of which later. But for now, let's keep focus on the titles and the difference between who censored and who framed Roger Rabbit. In the film, someone tries to frame Roger for murder, and since Roger is in a movie, he is also in the frame of a strip of celluloid. You had plenty money, 1922. Further to that, the novel doesn't involve cartoon characters, but rather characters from comic books. So you have the likes of Dick Tracy, Snoopy and Beetle Bailey. And finally, the novel is set not in 1940s Hollywood, but the then contemporary, by which I mean 1980s Los Angeles. And all, all of those changes made in bringing Wolf's book to the screen were brilliant decisions. Mommy's going to the beauty parlor, darling. But I'm leaving you with your favorite friend, Roger. He's going to take very, very good care of you. Because if he doesn't, he's going back to the science lab. Please, don't worry. Whatever you say, yes, ma'am, I either, okie dokie, why, I'll take care of him like he was my own brother. Or my own sister. Ow! Or my brother's sister. Or my second cousin, who is my or my ninth cousin, who is nine times removed from his place outside. Or like my fifteenth cousin, who is six times Thanks to the modern wonders of iPads and Kindles, you can download Wolf's novel from Amazon for just over two euro. Reading it, what struck me most was that while Wolf gently satirizes the unique prose style of Raymond Chandler, what sets Wolf's book apart from Chandler is the sheer strangeness of its concept. Humans interact with the comic book characters as if fantasy and reality were one and the same. So, besides the prose so typical of pulp fiction, Wolf's book carries the disorientating air of science fiction. Philip K. Dick might easily have written it. Cut! Cut, 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 cut! What the hell was wrong with that take? Nothing with you, baby Herman. You were great. You were perfect. You were better than perfect. This Roger, he keeps blowing his line. Roger, what's this? A tweeting bird. A tweeting bird. Roger, read this. Look what it says. It says, rabbit gets clunked. Rabbit sees stars, not birds. Stars! Can we lose the playback, please? Roger, you're killing me, killing me. For crying out loud, Roger. How the hell many times do we have to do this damn scene? No! I'll be in my trailer. Taking a nap! Excuse me, Toots. Wolf's novel was published in 1981, and even before the novel made it to print, the film rights had been snapped up by Walt Disney Productions. Looking around for a suitable director, the producers considered Terry Gilliam. You see, up until 1981, Gilliam was more famous as the animator for the Monty Python team than a director in his own right. 
But in 1981, he made the marvellous children's sci-fi adventure Time Bandits, and so the producers thought he would be a good fit. Only Gilliam said no, because he felt it would be a step back to do more animation. Also, he was concerned about the mechanical difficulties. The technology just wasn't there in 1981. But as Gilliam has since admitted, it was simply too much work. Pure laziness on my part, he now confesses. You've got the wrong idea about me, Mr. Valiant. I'm a pawn in this, just like Roger. Can you help me find him? Just name your price and I'll pay it. Yeah, I bet you would. You've got to have the rabbits to make the scam work. No, no, no. I love my husband. You've got me all wrong. You don't know how hard it is being a woman looking the way I do. Yeah, well, you don't know how hard it is being a man looking at a woman looking the way you do. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. So, the project stalled, or to use the Hollywood phrase, it got sucked into development hell. Two screenwriters, Jeffrey Price and Peter S. Seaman, were hired to do a couple of drafts of the script. And then another novice director, Robert Zemeckis, was offered the project. Zemeckis had two features to his name, but he too balked. The main problem he felt was not so much technical as financial. It would cost far more than any other animated picture in history. And so, since Zemeckis' first two feature films had failed at the box office, Disney went back to the drawing board which is an odd place to go for them because at the time, Disney's animation division was in complete disarray and the studio itself was in financial straits. So again, the project was shelved. Then in 1985, everything changed. New executives came in at Disney and the new CEO, Michael Eisner, approached Steven Spielberg. I thought it was a really interesting idea for a movie, a detective story with a irascible rabbit named Roger. And it just struck. I said, I want to, this is a movie that I'd like to go out and see, but this is a movie that we're not going to exactly see overnight. This is going to take years to make. This is not going to be inexpensive. It's going to take a long time. But if done right, it could be, I don't want to say breakthrough, because that, that, but it, it, it could be something that no one's ever seen before. Spielberg had just served as executive producer on Back to the Future, which had been directed by Robert Zemeckis. With Spielberg on board, Zemeckis agreed. At once, these two incredible talents put the script through a dramatic overhaul. The comic strip heroes were replaced by cartoon characters, and an entire new plot was created. This new plot changed the time frame to the 1940s, which ironically pushed up the budget even further. But what it also did was jettison the science fiction feel to the piece, and feathered it cosily between comedy and a nostalgic, hard-boiled detective story. Here is Robert Zemeckis. Well, actually, it was, um, it was three elaborate movies in one. It was a period film noir live-action movie. It was a feature-length animated movie, and it was a special effects movie. Door opens. Now, I mentioned that the book has some risque elements to it. Well, because of Spielberg and Zemeckis, the project very wisely became a PG-rated family entertainment. 
and excised the various adult elements that Wolf had in his novel. How adult are these elements? Well, in the novel, Jessica Rabbit got her start appearing in Tijuana Bibles. A Tijuana Bible is a term used by comic book artists referring to 1930s underground comics that featured adult parodies of children's comics. Many of them were sexually explicit, so explicit that they were confiscated by police for contravening 1930s obscenity laws, which means Jessica Rabbit, a cartoon character, is a former porn star. Now, hilarious as that is, Spielberg and Zemeckis decided to take it and a lot other, but not all of Wolf's risque material, and put in a series of great gags, visual and verbal, about not only the detective genre, but animation and old Hollywood as well. Here is the film's director of animation, Richard Williams, explaining the aesthetics of Jessica Roberts' figure. If she was real with that teeny waist and the, the top and the bottom, it would just fall over. <laughs> I mean, it's not possible. So that's the rule with animation. You have to do what, is, what you can't do with a camera. They knew that in 1905. Don't ever do what a camera will do. So everything in animation should have an element of impossibility. Now, Roger Rabbit was not the first movie to mix live action with animation. In the 1945 musical Anchors Away, there is a short sequence where real-life Gene Kelly dances with the animated character of Jerry from Tom and Jerry. And you can go onto YouTube to watch a 90-second film called The Enchanted Drawing, which was made as far back as 1900. But both those sequences were short. Roger Rabbit is a full-length feature film and hardly a frame goes by without a cartoon character or some sort of visual effect. But ask anyone involved and they will tell you that what really made the special effects work were the performances of Bob Hoskins, who plays Eddie Valiant, and Charles Fleischer, who provided the voice of Roger Rabbit. Here are Hoskins and Fleischer. The guy who was doing Roger, who was with me all the time, was Charlie Fleischer who is completely nuts. He, like the first day, insisted on a costume. He said, Charlie, you're a voice. If I said anything about your character, I said, no, 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 but, you know. Bob Hoskins and I would rehearse as though we were two actors in any movie. Then I would step off camera into this little place that they had sectioned off for me with my own mic and watch whatever happened. Because if Hoskins were to pull Roger, I would have to react to that. After a while, it just felt very natural. But when Roger Rabbit went into production late in 1986, graphic software and digital effects as we know them today simply did not exist. All of the animation had to be done by hand, and that meant penciling the animated characters into the live action footage, then inking those individual frames, and finally painting the cells so they appeared to occupy the same space as the real life characters. Tens of thousands of hand-drawn frames were shot through optical printers, a process that has been mostly left by the wayside with the rise of CGI animation. So, imagine Gollum in Lord of the Rings, and then understand that you have to hand draw every single frame in which he appears. But Roger Rabbit's achievement is more than that. In technical terms, I would place it right alongside Stanley Kubrick's sci-fi masterpiece, 2001. And it's got more jokes too. That's all, folks.